It is July 12th, 2021. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. the better ones we've had. <laughs> hmm. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in on this uh, this rainy, thunderstormy Monday evening. I am Tim Herb as always. Wait, Dan, are we matching? Eagle Rare? Uh, smoke Wagon. Oh, so close. Very smoke close Wagon looking. sounds like uh, that sounds like a, what do you call it? Innuendo? Like a <laughs> Like something you would find on Urban Dictionary. Somebody look up Smoke Wagon on Urban Dictionary. Tell me what it says. Um, <laughs> as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Over to my right on the screen, Mr. Dan James down at the bottom of the screen. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you guys already know what they're sipping. I'm sipping on the classic uh, Kroger Blackberry Citrus Spicy Water. It is absolutely a classic. It's hard to top. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, if you are not subscribed, which we know some of you guys from looking at the statistics are not subscribed, make sure you hit the subscription button, the notification bell icon, set the reminders. We set the podcast uh, live stream schedule every Monday before we go live so you guys can hit that little reminder, let you guys uh, give you guys that little nudge to come join us and all the fine folks in the trap. If you guys are listening to us on Apple Podcasts the day after. Leave us a rating and or a review. Helps us get found by other folks. Spread the word. Spread the... Uh, I don't want to say gospel. That sounds wrong to say. But spread the fun. Let everybody know. And if you re- leave us a rating and or a review, we will read the review live on the show. No matter what it says. Spread the fun. Now, that sounds more like innuendo. <laughs> sounds pretty straightforward to me. <laughs> I don't think you're beating around any bush there, Dan. Um, how are you guys feeling today? Beating around the bush. I feel fine. Dan's the one that I'm concerned about right now. I did not have a good day today. Um, I really tried. So after 28 to 3, uh, and me and my wife discussed this because we, we had some people over to watch the game. Um, and she was like, you know, I don't want you to be cranky if England lose. And I'm like, I'll try my best. (laughs) Um, But I think I did okay. I mean, I was trying to be upbeat. Like I was, my kids were around me. So which is always fun. And, and when things really get me down, I just try and focus on the things that I'm grateful for. (laughs) So like I write a list. That's why you're here with us. I mean, this is all anticipation. It's coming home before dark. It's coming home before dark, as Elliot Beaven said. Elliot Beaven, early (laughs) to the trap to drop that gem. It is. It's coming home before dark. We need a shirt. We need a shirt for that. (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. 
Uh, yeah, I really, I was, I was really disappointed. I, uh, yes, Kendrick Brock, I'm surprised Dan is here. My British colleagues at work called out today. I was very tempted to call out. A um, couple of people at work are asking me if I was on su- off if I was off of Suicide Watch, and I said no, I am still on it. So, um, but I mean, it's I. I mean, it was a great Euros, right? I'm. I was kept trying to tell myself that I was happy that England have made it to the final. We beat Germany two 0 You know, to go through all of this. Uh, and to get there, and I guess it was just too good to be true to expect to uh, to win the final. But man, it was it was uh, it was a real gut punch to lose it in the manner that we did on on penalties of better to of better to lose one one in penalties than <laughs> lose five nothing right <laughs> yeah i mean so I to your point, Kev, some I mean, sort of atlanta united logic there i think if we'd have got thrashed like five nil or something then people then england wouldn't be seen potentially as one of the top teams and now right. we're you know people are talking a lot about england being like a, a major player for the world cup which is next year so that's right. good pretty good timing um, and I'd gladly trade a Euro for a World Cup, obviously. Um, That's but, interesting. You know. is, it, is it just the prestige? Because I've always felt like because of, and I think we maybe have talked about this, I feel like the Euro is a harder competition to win than the World Cup is. Um, just because so, of because how much talent is. Yeah, is, it's, it's how much talent the and then the groups are a lot more difficult because you don't have the group stages that are so watered down with subpar competition because it's on a global stage. However... I would think that winning the World Cup would be more prestigious because it is against every country in the world, right? Like- well, I, f- I feel like, you know, you're going to, you have all the top teams in Europe in there usually. Um, right. And then you've got Brazil, Argentina in there, you know. Right. Um, you know, so, and Africa always throws up a decent team mm-hmm. uh, for, for one of the countries in there. Uh, so I'd say it's no mention of USMNT. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you have to make the World Cup, but like to, to me, <laughs> but the, like what what I'm getting at, I guess, is like you have teams like Italy. Italy didn't make the the World Cup in 2018 or 20. Mm. What are we at now? 2018, right? 28. No, it'd be 2016, wouldn't it? Because it was 2020. Oh no, I'm sorry. 2018. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018 World Cup 2018. Damn it! The, these years, and it's all going to get so screwed thanks, up because COVID. of COVID. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> COVID. That's why we're sticking with the uh, the years. But like, uh, anyway, I just think there there are teams that are get that really that are really talented that get left off of the Euro. Uh, but then you have teams like Saudi Arabia, who are almost always in the World Cup, or Iran, Iraq. Like the Middle Eastern teams always end up, I don't know, never causing that much of a threat. Whereas I don't know, you have you have top tier. Um, top tier euro teams that don't make it i i mean i'm i'm looking at the england team and i know i can't remember who said that to me but i tweeted out something to the effect of like can we stop questioning gareth southgate and that's kind of coming back to to haunt but i mean um i feel like he's done such a good job of stabilizing that squad and you have one and honestly like the players that he brought on to say that to me like bringing guys on cold to yeah. take PKs, like I don't know if there's there's that much of an issue with that, to be honest. And Rashford's like six inches from a absolutely perfect penalty shot. Like 
Yeah. From from banging it in off the post, which I don't know. I I told I I mean my one frustration about Southgate is after we scored the first, we didn't just, you know, step on their throats. We we needed to just annihilate them at that point. But we didn't, we let it, you know, we sat back, we kind of let them back in the game. We let them back in the game for like probably 40 minutes until they actually uh, until they got their really scrappy goal. I mean, come on. That was that was awful, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It still counts. Um, and uh, how was how was Giorgio Chiellini not sent off for horse collar tackling <laughs> Saka? No, seriously, I don't understand that because to me that's more violent content. And whatever you might call me soft for saying that, but that's like you can easily injure somebody doing that. Like he could have, like if you look at how Alex Dijon, who we'll talk about later, broke his elbow, like that very could have easily happened to Saka on that on that challenge. And you can't tell me that that is equivalent to like a tactical foul, you know, stopping a breakaway in the middle of the pitch, like just putting a foot out in front of somebody or like hip checking them. Yeah, I think. And the ma- so I guess tugging a shirt can get you a yellow, but in the manner that it happened and because it strangled Saka, I feel like it's, it's a red because if you'd have got your hand, and wrapped your hand around his neck and pulled right. him back. That's equivalent of what you're That's, doing with that amount of force. Yeah. Right. You you're just grasping at straws. I think. I mean, I, I'm biased. I think it was a red. Um, I think because it wasn't a dog, so that it was it was just a yellow. But um, I know. I thought. I thought that was awful. I thought Jorginho should have got sent off as well when he yes, basically stamped on Grealish. Um, but. Uh, I mean, it's just sour grapes now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to move on after a kind of down day, but um, yeah, it would. It. I mean, I guess in the balance, when you total up everything throughout the game, I mean, Italy ended up, I think, the better team, um, unfortunately. So I think they deserve to win it in the end, and they've been. I mean, they've been fantastic throughout the entire tournament. Um, sometimes you just got to get luck with cards, um, luck on. Penalties, you know, Donnarumma is, jeez, man, he's a giant. Um, was he like seven foot five, something like that? Something, yeah, seven foot five. <laughs> uh, I mean, and plus he's like, you know, 600 pounds of muscle as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to see him when he won it, just to walk off to not even celebrate, I was like, oh, jeez, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like it really just, you know, put the whip into you and then just left you like you were nothing but yeah it was i was really disappointed um i think um and to be honest with you i mean i feel like you can't even talk about this without bringing up the the disgraceful way a portion of the england fans reacted and the racism that's come out of it and then i I feel like you can't go anywhere without talking about it now i listened to a a few podcasts um, like Talk Sport and The Guardian and a bunch of them were saying how this is this is just going to show you how England are not going to get a World Cup bid anytime soon um, just because of this. I think they're going for 20... 2030 with 2030 Ireland, right? With yeah. Ireland, yeah. I mean, they're just... I mean, you, I mean hopefully, like, in <laughs> eight years or nine years that you think they would have try to to push it out but i mean you look at the track record of the past you know what 200 years and no one's there i feel like there have been some leaps recently but it's still just i mean it's just 
pervasive in the game and the 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 idiots that are going to portray this stuff are just it's very difficult to identify them and get rid of them uh, but i think it's a process that has to be done it's disgraceful it really ruins it. i mean it, it left like a sour taste in my mouth after after seeing all of that after the really i mean heroic performances that england have put in on the field such a young squad um the pressure that they've faced um throughout the tournament and just coming down to penalties was when the pressure really got to us i think so uh great for the future though i'm very um interested in the future and how these guys develop and how southgate can continue on and and uh you know, I think this is just a learning experience for him. I think it's a learning experience for the whole team. So, you know, we'll just win the World Cup next year. Fair enough. All right, back to business. Yeah, I would be remiss Music City. if I did not call out the trap faithful because I skipped over it. Elliot Beaven, and <laughs> Britain, yes. Chiefs coach Steve, Gabe Laha, Stephen Perales, Landon Schultz, Kendrick Brock, Bradley D, a.k.a. Kevin Bradley D. Max plays games, 492. Anthony Neitzel coming in from hot, hot Portland. But, yes, Music City. What do you got, Kevin? Um, Well, I hope it's the nail in the coffin for Kubo Torres. Nah. Can we all agree on that? Oh, I, I mean, so. I'm surprised he didn't start smiling after the handball. I think that's the first time he's made a play and didn't come up smiling afterwards after we, doing something ridiculous. Is there anything more infuriating than like you see a guy blatantly commit a slide tackle and like a, like a slide tackle foul in front of a ref and he's fighting the ref on it. Like, no, I got all ball. I got all ball. Kubo Torres hits the ball with his hand. He's like, yeah, you're good. Yeah. I, I, I did it. Yeah. That's me. Totally, yeah. I know. I totally did that. Like what the fuck, man, that's gotta be. I mean, especially when his replacement comes in and makes as big of an impact as Jackson Conway did, surely, and and you saw the post-game discussion with um, Heinzo where he said, you know, performances out of Chol and, and Conway, does that kind of change your mindset about their impact or their positioning on the team? And his response was, totalmente. So, I mean, surely – the, the writing's got to be on the walls for for Kubo Torres, especially right now when this team is going to be without several players coming into the, several more players this week with red card accumulation or yellow card accumulation for Sosa, who will be out, and then Mulraney gets the red, which is a whole other topic that we've got to talk about. Two injuries between Mo Adams and Dijon. I mean, what – What's this? What is this team gonna be, man? Like, if I had question marks going into this Nashville game, I don't even know what I've got going into this next game, with the exception of Jackson Conway. Sure, shit, better be starting over Kubo Torres. I just can I just say how happy I am that we have a striker who has the Theo Vaughn haircut. Bring like, it back, the white <laughs> trash mullet that. See it. Oh my God! Like, I want to see Jackson Conway in that American Atlanta United <laughs> wavy stripe kit for the troops with a pair of hot pants on. Yes, it looked like denim, denim hot pants. 
Look like Danny McBride and what was the whatever movie he did with karate? I mean, he's doing ideally, karate. ideally, it's whatever we're playing Inner Miami, and mm-hmm. he's going up for a header challenge against Breck Shea in a duel of the mullets in slow mo. That's all I really need. Oh, <sighs> yes. You know, you know what's crazy is like what it was a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Jackson Conway came in for a few minutes. First first touch was a, a header shot on goal. And then his first touch in this game is a, maybe it's not the first touch he had against Nashville, but he comes in and he scores exactly how he almost scored uh at home a few months ago or a few weeks ago. And yeah, it's I feel I, I, I've never understood and I don't see the training and I don't know what Heinzo puts stock into whenever he sees the players on the pitch, whenever up in Kennesaw, but there had to be something that was telling him Jackson Conway's not ready, but Whenever yeah. us as fans, we see him finally come in and immediately makes the impact. We're 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 sitting there and probably prisoners in the moment and being like, why hasn't this been the case the entire season? Like this doesn't be make the it opposite <laughs> for Heinzel. He's just going, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna hear so much shit about this. <laughs> <Merda>. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. but but for real, like how much of it is that, Dan? Like, I mean we're looking at it. Obviously he comes in, scores a goal and it, it's revisionist history, right? Or, or we're, we're trying to rewrite history and blame Heinze for it, but I, I don't know what you can do at this point. Yeah. But the other side of the coin is he wasn't ready. And if he would have been bought in against um, the team we played before, um, or if he'd have been Chicago? bought in earlier, maybe he wouldn't be ready. So, I I think it's better for it to go this way for having to be subbed in and to see oh, that we've got you a legitimate want him to continue to be on the bench. No, 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 no. That's what Dan's saying is he wants Kubo to keep starting because it's best for his development. This this is Come season on. two been, bellow talk, man. This is bellow all over again. He hasn't had enough minutes yet, guys. No, you've been you. We've been listening to this podcast. I I have no love for Kubo Torres or any minutes he's on the field, but I prefer that it it happened this way and Conway come in and have a real positive impact than the opposite happened. I agree. And and I think and Heinz doesn't care what the fans think. He he's just, that's partly why I love him. He's just ready to do what he wants to do when he thinks that the team is ready. Yeah. Wow. No, I I like it. Kendrick Brock is asking if he's trying to get a. Chewing tobacco sponsorship. I hope so. <laughs> Get some uh, grizzly long cut winter greens, like a real man. Maybe, yeah, or maybe, I guess that's dip. I guess red man. He needs some red man, I guess. Some chaw. I, th- I feel like Anthony Neitzel's point is the one that I sympathize with. While I agree with you, Dan, that like if Kubo's not ready, you don't want to put him into that position prematurely, but. If he's not ready, how's that any different than starting Kubo based on the performance that he's been giving? Because it doesn't seem like Kubo's ready to play either, you know? And it's like, at least you're getting some meaningful reps out of somebody, which is an alter, like, you're not getting anything worse than what you're getting out of Kubo at a certain point, you know? And I don't Mm -hmm. know if that was this week or two weeks ago, like, at a certain point, you're splitting hairs, right? Like, when that point was, but surely it's now all things considered leading up to Nashville and then with Kubo's play in Nashville, it's, I mean, you've got to at least give Conway the benefit of the doubt with 
the the depth challenges that Atlanta's got. If for no other reason, Heinze can say Kubo needs to take some rest. He's been playing too many minutes or something along those lines, you know, mm-hmm. just because the performance hasn't been there. And I don't know how Conway's a liability any more than Kubo is at this point, you know? Yeah. And I mean, Jason Longshore was, was, uh, Pointing oh. out that <laughs> right, <laughs> he's my secret source. Most people have never heard of him. Um, he was pointing out that the when Conway came in, he was making more of those defensive runs that he missed out on against Chicago. So that um, that awareness from him and that improvement in his game is really going to help him out. And absolutely, may, may potentially maybe that was one of the reasons why. Yeah, uh, was hesitant to put him in, but um, that's why everybody on Twitter seemed to be slating him. And every, I mean, by everybody, I mean like the twenty percent of people that uh, were siding with Heinze on starting Kubo in Chicago. It was because of Conway somehow not tracking Glesnes on that run whenever he scored that forty-yard banger. Um, when you know none of our center backs stepped up, and we had just subbed out a defensive midfielder, and you know, um, anyway. Uh, I I don't put a ton of stock into what my strikers do defensively, but I may be just missing the plot. I don't know. Speaking of what strikers are doing defensively, how about what your defenders are doing as strikers with Anton Walks now having one more goal in regulation than your DP and Ezekiel Barco? (laughs) Man. How ridiculous I'm, is that, man? I'm My loving, God. I'm loving Anton Walks. Uh he's just been playing. I mean, I I you know, how how do you unseat him? Like with the chemistry he's built, with the leadership that he's built on the team. I mean, he got the captain's armband. Dude, his, props to him. I mean, well deserved him getting the I mean, captain. How, my captain. Like, I don't absolutely. see yeah. yeah. How do you how do you unseat him now, especially with all of these injuries? So I mean, it, that, that's the thing now is is Franco's competition, provided Franco's healthy, because I think he had, well, he had an ankle or something, but he was still, I think he was still day to day, but I haven't heard an update um, that he is ready to go again. Unless anybody in the trap knows about Franco's availability, but it seems like Franco's competition now is uh, Campbell. <laughs> or, yeah, you know, with Dijon out, of course, Mikey Ambrose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, so it's, it will be interesting to see what happens with him. And then, you know, if he, he stays this way and really doesn't play this season, it's just going to be interesting to see what we do with him. But it's, uh, he's an interesting one. And Darren Eels went on the radio the other day and said that they're not thinking about buying down Alan Franco from his DP spot, which I thought was really strange and, uh, and also makes me a little bit worried about what sort of transfers they're going to be bringing in because I feel like yeah. we need like an impact DP on, in the attack. So, which is which is kind of a side point which we hadn't mentioned yet, which is that Atlanta did mention a new signing coming in and hopefully will be available this weekend. And speaking of that lack of depth in the midfield, um, what it, the fuck is his last name? I can't ever remember. Romero. It's, it's Bosnian. No. Uh Bezdek? Yeah. Wait, is the... what? Is this a new rumor? No, he's already been confirmed. 
he's on the team. He we bought yeah. it. We uh we picked him up from um from Montreal. Yeah. Oh, um, Sedich. That's oh, it. yeah. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. So I was I was trying to put together a little um lineup of what I think. I've got I've got Sedich going in. I think he's probably going to start. Too, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, who else are you going to start in the midfield? <laughs> in yeah. At this point, I mean, especially with Sosa out, like you can't even shift him up. You know. So you're so you're missing Ibarra. Let's just go through this real quick, dude. This is ridiculous. You're missing Ibarra. You're missing Sosa. Obviously, just for the suspension, you're missing Heinemann for the entire season. You're missing Mo Adams for another three to four months. It was right, not weeks, right? Months. Three to four uh, months. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's not a whole lot you can do. I almost feel like Brooks Lennon is going to need to be deployed into the midfield. Yeah. So, I think Rosetto. I mean, I think Rosetto back. Back though I haven't seen confirmed, but I think his injury was not um, as severe as someone like Ibarra's. So I could potentially see Rosetto. The thing is, he hasn't played. So you're going to put Sedic and Rosetto and Moreno in the Hell midfield? Oh yeah. Just, <laughs> it's going to be, be like, it. it's it's like CrossFit. It's it's like muscle confusion. We're just going to be confusing the other team. They'll not... It's going to be who is... <laughs> it's going to be like, who... Who can figure out what's going on better, <laughs> the opposing team or us with our midfield? Gonna... I mean, that said, that said, all things considered, this past weekend, that that draw felt like a win, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you claw back, and especially considering this lineup right now, this is this is kind of fun. Because you don't have any expectations really until some of this roster gets rebuilt. Because you're you're not on B and C squad like we were talking about last week. You're on Toon squad at this point. Like you're you're so far out of left field that you're bringing in players from Montreal just to have somebody to put onto the field. Like it's ridiculous, man. I, I just. I don't know that anybody can say what's going to happen with this team. And in some ways that's a benefit going into a matchup where I don't think the other team is going to know what to do and what to prepare for aside from playing Sosa and Lennon <laughs> because yeah. everybody else is in a different rotation right now. Well, and Sosa suspended. Well, exactly. Exactly. And so is Jake Moraney. It's another one yep. we haven't <laughs> talked about. And yep. Unless we unless we appeal, but if the sentiments coming from the podcast of MLS are that that was a foul and a red card, I can't imagine the league office is going to be thinking much differently whenever they review it. So what? How? How is that the sentiment that that was a foul and a red card? Oh, Andrew Weeby on the the Pringles, cheese it, uh, better cheddars. Um, had did they get it right? Chicken and a biscuit replay. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They, every time they review the red call or red card or penalty calls from the weekend, it's a different snack food from the cracker aisle. And I'm just, I'm trying to keep up. It's I'm um, trying to get on that. How do we get on that kind of money, man? So Max, so, okay. So Max plays game says Weeby took a look and said foul, but not a red. So like immediately that opinion is invalidated, right? Because that's, it was supposed to be a dog. So right. It was the reason it was a red. Yeah. Which. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know the argument is that Sosa could have gotten to it, but he's on the left side, and if he would have cut to the right, I don't think Sosa would have been able to get to it. But at the same time, Mulraney didn't 
foul him. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it, I don't know if Weeby's trying to be a contrarian and trying to draw up some uh, backlash from the Atlanta fans, which is good for clicks and it's good for views. But I, I just don't know why the hell that was a foul. But that's what they do, isn't it? They just say stupid stuff to get... Yeah, that's uh, true. Like, that's what we all do, right? That's what like we've when, been doing uh, for years. <laughs> like when Mike Conti called him an idiot. <laughs> he called Andrew got a Weeby lot of an traction idiot? Out. Yeah, and Andrew Weeby got a lot of lot of traction out of that. <laughs> he knows he knows how to play the social media game. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, and, and Weeby's great. Like, we've, we've talked to him. I think we had him on whenever we did the All-Star game a couple years ago here yep. at the Soccer on the Streets. And, but I can't. I can't say how wrong he is. Like it was just, it was one of the worst, one of the worst. I don't know, man. Like it was, it was not a foul. Like he came from in front. Sorry. I I'm just, I'm living and I'm trying to piece to get like trying to, I have too many thoughts going on. It wasn't a foul. He was coming from in front of him. He didn't drive through him. He got the ball. It was a safe play. Like, I don't understand how that was a red, or how that was a foul let alone a uh, a red card agreed yeah i mean i don't i i i mean the only thing is like is it the angle that the ref saw it at but then and then the var well, that's what the ar's for like i don't i don't right i know yeah i i mean that's what they are that's what the var is for i mean to correct the calls but it's like one of them messed up. Like if it were, where was the ref on the center or the the VAR? One of them is is. If anything, grim. I think red for Kubo, yellow for Jake. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's what's that's what's throwing me off. Is that Kubo Torres gets a yellow for hand, a deliberate handball inside the box? Like yeah, but Jake Mulraney gets a instant red. Like that makes for dogs. Like makes no sense to me whatsoever. Outside the box. Ball going away from goal, another defender in the vicinity to make a play, gets reviewed, and the play like the the call stands. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I I have no idea what a foul is to be honest with you. With the way these things get called, I just have no idea. Yeah. it seems like it changes every week. P- yeah, PRO is not a very uh, I I do not have trust in their in their quality as referees. I think you see better refereeing whenever we do get the FIFA guys in, whether that's uh, Elfath or uh, shit, the other guy's name escapes me. I feel like there are only a handful that actually referee uh, MLS games, but it was, it was just, I don't know, man, it was very bad. It was just, it, it lost us the game, right? I mean, maybe didn't lose us the game, but potentially. I mean, we it was two two at that point already, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really see us coming back to to score another one. It was pretty late um, at that point too. After wasn't that, seventieth like or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to that? put it. Up. That's what I was about to do too. Yeah, it was the seventy fourth minute. Yeah, Conway yeah. had scored in the fifty ninth, and. Um... But then, yeah. it, I mean, it was all Nashville. It had been all Nashville before then. Um, oh, and yeah. And then afterwards, it kind of tied down. But then after the red card, they, they bunched it up. But we didn't have, like, another chance until, like, the 88th minute or something like that. Um, but The I fact mean, that six of Nashville's goals got called back was a blessing. 
<laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they've um, man, they've they they've had a lot of luck. I mean, it is what you make it a bit, but um, it. I mean the the home leg that we had in the bends that was luck that they got two goals to to get that. So. I don't know. You that say that. You say that's luck. I say that's the front office really hitting on a signing like Hani Mukhtar. So like, <laughs> I, we like you look at our DPs and I look at them and their first DP. I think w- was he the first DP they signed, or maybe Walker Zimmerman's on as uh, as a DP too. But you look at that and it's just like they hit so well so early. Granted, we did too, but with our first three DPs. But damn, like what? Well, no, my my point was like because one of the goals at the bends that Nashville scored, it was just like a weird, I think it was a deflection off Miles Robinson. Oh yeah, you're right. And it was just a weird, like it just, it just was a gift for Mukhtar and he, he didn't have to do much to bang it home. But that other goal though, that tight turn in the, in the box to put it opposite net in the bends. That was not luck. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. No. So. Uh, yeah. Nashville's good. Noisy neighbors. Um, I mean, they did that without Walker Zimmerman against us too. They. What do you I mean, think about Soccer Moses? I Love mean, Soccer Moses. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see like a Jake Paul type uh, boxing event, and we got to put together Soccer Moses versus uh, Rev United. I think we do that. That. Do they have a? Do they have an equivalent to like Santa Claus? Do they have like a Krampus? Is there a Nashville Krampus? <laughs> You know what's been really disappointing to me? It, is, it sounds so plastic and it's so true because it didn't bother me until somebody else did it. Um, was how unoriginal so many of Atlanta United's chants are and how blatantly obvious it is whenever you hear all of them through the Nashville fan base or Chicago fan base on TV. And it's just like, even down to the Viking clap with Nashville <laughs> this past week, I was like, Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, infuriating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just gotta you've gotta activate the the fan base quickly somehow. You know, it's... I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that's whenever we first started because Angie used to go and watch Red Bulls games all the time up in uh, whenever she was living in Brooklyn. And whenever we started, we were at the the games. I was like, how do you know all these songs? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know all the chants already uh, yeah it's yeah it's the same it's all recycled that's it's why like i take it with a grain of salt whenever i see other fans talking about that they're like oh you guys are so unoriginal it's like okay yeah i mean you're you guys are doing the exact same thing that we did yeah. or that yeah. the other teams do and there's a lot everybody's got like one probably one chant that's maybe original and then everything else i feel like is all recycled yeah you all just throw it into a pot and just like grab grab what you want yeah it's it's interesting you say that because the the real cool stuff came out of the fan base like the the murals for joseph and um you know the 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 things like that have been those supporters groups like organically putting some together and i mean they've tried you know you'll see resurgence trying to put New songs on Twitter, though you know, we get drunk every day. Come on, guys, that's that's kind of flame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the tifos and stuff, the tifos have been have have been really really good, and that that's all from the fan base. That's got no uh, um, Atlanta United marketing team in it 
No, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good point, Elliot Beaven. Marino played better in the middle. I like Marino in the middle. That's why I yep. want a winger. <laughs> but um, so who who do you think is going to start, uh, Joseph or um, Conway on Saturday? Is Joseph healthy enough? You think to play? Is has he, he ready? Cleared, has he cleared quarantine? He should have cleared quarantine by then. And I haven't heard. Uh, I remember last before last week he was training by himself. So, he, and has he um, been symptomatic, or has he been completely? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's just like he's he he caught it, uh, but he hasn't been symptomatic at all. But I still think he had to have two weeks of quarantine anyway, coming back yeah. from. He had enough um, uh, viral download to, uh, to test positive. Oh man, yeah. yeah, so much. If he's if he's cleared to play, um, Joseph's got to get the start. I would think. Yeah, you, we've got to get as many minutes as we can for him. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm with. Uh, I'm with Kendrick though. That, I mean, my my question was more so about his fitness. Let let alone like not not so much like whether or not he's out of quarantine or anything like that. It's just. If he is, uh, if he's fit at all to like match, he's got to be fit to at least play for a half. I'm not saying he's got to play it for a full 90, but he's certainly got to get the start to get the engine going, I would think. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way you get match fit is play matches. Right. So I would imagine that, you know, he's IDP. You want him on the field when he's available. Yeah. So, you know, that's. I, that's what I would assume, and then you see how he goes, and then if he needs to get subbed on for Conway, then that's fine. Yeah. But I'd be—I think if Joseph's ready, he doesn't. Conway doesn't unseat him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph was on a boat like yesterday. I don't know if he's quite ready to go. Uh, one to ten. How worried are you about number seven? I'm not sure. I understand what that means. How worried am I? But about number seven, meaning who? What? Who's number? Uh, seven? One to ten. How worried are you about number seven? Uh, in term, I so I'm just gonna say I'm worried about him re- getting back to his former self. Unless he's talking um, about Gustavo. Oh, oh, he's talking about Joseph. I, just, yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, that's. What I was like, why? Are you... <laughs> I mean, because I'm worried. Because I'm worried about Gustavo Bo. I'm always worried about him anytime we play New England, but. Well, Gustavo Bell, Carlos Heel, you know, <laughs> they got a couple of guys. Thank God Matt Turner's on international duty. Yeah, um, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried that he will never attain his form. His, his, I'll never, I'm worried he's never going to get back to. I don't think he's going to either, but that doesn't, doesn't concern me, I guess. You know, like I still think a, you know, out of a 10 out of a 10, 2018 Joseph, if he's scoring 26 goals instead of 32, still really fucking good. And I would take that over what we got right now any day, you know? Oh, absolutely. But I argue that he's found his former self if he's scoring that many goals. Yeah. I, I worry that he's just going to be like, he may not break double digits. That's what really? I'm worried about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. You heard it first. Dan wants to sell Joseph. He wants to sell him immediately. <laughs> Apparently, cash in while he can. Yeah, it's. Uh... Well, he hasn't got the minutes, right? 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Minutes. It's very true. It's very he needs true. He needs to have more time with the twos. He needs to prove himself. <laughs> that's right. What time uh, with we, the twos? Another thing we didn't talk about um, from Thursday night ga- Thursday night's game was the renewed argument of Alec Can <laughs> getting the starting uh, the starting job in goal. Well, if Brad Guzan's on eight hundred and ten thousand a year, and Alec Can's on what three hundred like thirty-five grand, maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's an argument. For, I mean, Guzan, he's in his last year of his contract. Um, I, I feel like this could really be Guzan's last year. I, I will be surprised. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a can can. Rocco Novo line up in, in goal with, with those two back there. And because can, yeah. isn't going to have more than a couple of years at this point any either. Right. And guys, then, guys, we've made it happen. The public perception, at least that I'm seeing in the small sample size in the trap is that Alec can, uh, as the option. <laughs> yes, we've made it. <laughs> but, but Dan, but, but Dan is really coming from an, coming at it from a pragmatic standpoint from the salary cap. I don't know how much of that really does hit our cap and how much, uh, but in terms grand of, is, yeah. but I mean, it could free up some Tam. That's the thing though. Hmm. I mean, Ken is on 115,000. Good grief. <laughs> and Alec and, Guzan's on eight hundred and five thousand. So you, you could buy another Alan Franco with that kind of money, with that yeah. kind of salary. Cap. You could buy you could buy two Alan Francos with that. <laughs> like Kendrick, Pro- the front office is going to waste that eight hundred k anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> guys, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. I'm just going to call him Soccer Thomas Dimitrov, the guy who took over for uh, <laughs> Terry took- Fontnote. <laughs> no, is it Dimitrios? F's the towel? F's the towel? I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Hosetu. It's, <laughs> it's Bijalpa. <laughs> Bijalpa. Um, but yes, I I don't know. It's going to be interesting for him uh, Interesting for him to step in into the uh, player acquisition duties that Bocanegra was all but relieved of. So... Seems like he continues to have his role diminished in some capacity over the past couple of years, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I looked at that list of stuff that he's responsible for, and part of me is like, I kind of feel like I think think he had too much on his plate. That's why this is happening. Yeah. I think it's Demetrios Estafio. 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 But but it's E-F-T-S. Yeah, F-T-S. Yeah. I wonder what the etymology of that last name is. It's It's probably Greek, right? But it doesn't end with, but yes, Demetrios, you would think so, I guess. Um, But the last name doesn't end in an S. That's what gives, it it messes with my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I wrote down a lineup. And this, this, I, I don't even know who to put in this. <laughs> I was right down the midfield. I'm like, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know who to put here. Um, but why not start Conway and Joseph together? Why not? Is, uh, there, yeah, is, well. is, is there an argument against a, just a traditional four four two that we're without like our normal 
like anchor in the midfield in in Sosa and we're without legitimate winger. I don't know. I'd say that we're without legitimate wingers, but could you So, this is going to sound crazy. I have Joseph Jackson Conway up front. I have from left to right in the midfield. I just for I, I don't know because I'm not a uh tactician. Just left to right it's flat. I just have uh Chol Moreno Sadic, is that how you pronounce it, Dan? Yeah. And then Lennon. So I guess I like what I see out of Chol as a winger. I, I yep. think that he's he's fast. He's kind of imposing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that back four, I have I guess Ambrose, but Franco we don't know if he's healthy or not, right? So it's probably Ambrose, Campbell, Walks, and Hernandez, and then Cannon and goal, right? I don't know. Yeah, I I think I back guess line Tyler is, Wolf. Yeah, I think that back line is Ambrose, Walks, Campbell, and and Lennon, uh, as you were saying, Tim. And then, so you could, and then if you did um, Sadich, Wolf, and uh, Moreno in the middle, and then I got Lopez. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to go Chol on the right, Joseph in the middle, and then you could have your choice of Wolf, Lopez, or Conway on the left, and that could go either way. So you could get him in there, and but if he's a young guy, he seems to have only played center forward. If you play him on a on either side as a winger, are you gonna? Yeah. What does that do? But also, why? It, what's up with Eric Lopez right now? Is he coming back from a knock too? Is there a reason we didn't see him on Thursday? Because he was in the eighteen or not eighteen, whatever it was that we fielded. What do we have a sixteen on? No, I guess we had a full 18 for some reason. <laughs> that's, a, that's a better question. Who's going to be the subs? <laughs> We've got enough players <laughs> for a roster, but I don't know if we have enough for a full 18. Yeah, I don't know either. We're going to be calling some boys up from the, from the <laughs> filling out that filling out that bench. Uh, going up against the... 62s and 71s on the field. Yeah, it's going to be like preseason. It's going to be fantastic. But this time we're going to get up going up against the top team in the East and not Birmingham Legion. So I really don't know. I mean, I guess you do have I guess you do have Kubo that would be on the bench. No, yeah, on the bench at the Greyhound station, getting his ass <laughs> out of Atlanta. You know what's gonna happen. He's gonna end up being Joseph's sub. I that's riot. what's gonna happen. I fucking riot. If that- that's what's gonna happen. I write if if Kubo gets brought on for Joseph, when Con if Conway's not on the field at the same time as Joseph, I riot. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I probably will not be watching the game on Saturday. But um, but yeah, that would be very unfortunate if that happened. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people saying that um, the team on against Nashville. Looked a lot better without our starters, our star players in it, which is mm-hmm. that's because nobody and, knows how to play us. It's the NXT right, Puerto exactly. Rico, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's just uh, yeah, it's just like whenever you have like a flame throwing left hander pitcher that comes into the league, and then they, they don't know how to deal with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess. Exactly. Yeah, and then like next year, like he wins twenty games, strikes out a shitload of people, and he has like a really awkward delivery. And then the next season, every everybody's fine. They're, they're just it cranking yeah. it out of the yard on him. Yeah. Yeah. We just oh, gotta keep mean, like, confusing him. 
like Jeremy Lin. Yeah, because right? when he came in, nobody knew how to defend him, but then they eventually figured him out, and then he just became another guy in the NBA, right? Yeah. I say yeah, that like fair. just another guy in the NBA. I mean, yeah. there's no God's chance in hell. Like It's like Johnny Manziel. Like Johnny Manziel destroyed college football, and they came. NFL had a year to watch him, like two years yeah. to watch him whenever he's coming in. They're like, we're going to yeah, eat exactly. this guy's lunch. The same thing with RG3. You see it all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna break them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though, like one yeah. of them, one of them from a mental standpoint, and the other from a physical standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> but they got you covered. We will, ru- we'll ruin you one way or the other because football is a, uh, it's a hellhole. I don't know. Um, Ingest one hundred says I like Conway, but he will not fit with Joseph. That's interesting. Yeah. Elliot Beavins saying Tim Tebow might be available to to throw into the lineup. I hear he's playing tight end now. I don't think he's available. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's talking about people figuring out Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> I did see he was doing, wasn't he doing camp for tight end or something recently? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer signed him as a tight end. That's what I Jags. thought. Yeah, yeah. 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 Down at Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Parceros, uh, Parceros United saying Joseph can play off of Conway. Um, I I don't know. I feel like a two-striker lineup is so rare these days, and I may be crazy. I don't know. I feel like it's either you have wingers in a like a holding midfielder or a holding striker, uh, number nine, what, what have you, but like I I don't know. I, I feel like you never see the two two strikers really going at it uh together up there. Well, it's with the you. You see it in the press when you've got a goal kick, and they just have more guys trying to press you immediately. So, uh, you know, Philadelphia. Um, I want to say New England as well. Yeah, uh, Nashville have Mukdar and Sapong up top. Um, there's a there's a couple of teams in MLS that play two strikers. It depends, just you know how how you get service to them and then how much of their how much can they press from the front because you know if you bypass those you're bypassing two guys instead of one yeah uh chiefs coach steve is saying a three five two but we don't have three center backs right now i <laughs> got <laughs> like alan franco is if, if he's healthy maybe maybe we could deploy a three in the back i think it's a two one 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 yep i like right. it yeah, I mean, Alec you've Barnett. got that's that's an interest. I mean, is there anybody you could put in the in the third center back? You've got Walks, Campbell, Franco, Josh Bauer. I mean, you're going to start Josh Bauer and have Bryce Washington on the bench. Wow, we got just... you say Jack Bauer. Yeah, Josh Bauer. You got 24 hours to win this thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he is our designated survivor. <laughs> that's right yeah fish and game fishing fisheries and gaming oh boy yeah this lineup is thin yeah it's pretty i mean yeah who do you put on the bench it's so uh, i mean right back brooks lennon i mean hernandez so go to center black franco's injured robinson's out did john's injured campbell maybe josh brown maybe do we own the rights to any players that we can call back <laughs> yeah. well that's the thing we've got we've got guys playing in the twos on mlf's contracts so i mean we, we, could, we could bring back fernando Mesa. 
Fernando That's what I'm Mesa. Saying. That's what so I'm saying. <laughs> they agreed to keep him at uh, defensa through the end of the season. Mm. Uh, I don't know if they we can do that. What about Ephraim I mean, Morales? Many, Bring don't in a seventeen-year-old. rights, or do they huh? sell his rights too? Well, we I think they because Miami hold them because they bought him from Tijuana, but um. Ephraim Morales, cool, I this front think, office. I think Morales is injured. He's also um, only seventeen, but he's a six foot three, seventeen year old. I like, I like the sounds of that from a from a future perspective <laughs> at center back. There'd be an yeah. imposing figure. I know there's definitely going to be an interesting lineup this weekend. Uh, you know, unless Rosetto can come in. What this is the perfect nickname, Gorge Campbell instead of George Campbell. Of George Campbell. That's what they call me when they go to the sushi buffet. They call me Gorge Campbell. <laughs> they call me a CC's baby. Oh yeah. shit, Gorge Campbell's here. Oh, oh sweet. We can uh, we got our first Twitch comment. We can buy followers. Sweet. You guys, uh... oh sweet! G Snowball three five five want to become famous? Buy followers, primes, and viewers on some link. Guess I'll click on that right now. Bigfollows.com. Uh, 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 uh. No. Yeah. I would. I'd start joking, but with our luck, our internet would actually go out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chaz Bogan. What are yours predicted lineups for this weekend? You missed it. Yeah, you missed it. Phallic formation, whatever All those right. guys said. Yeah, I think obviously Cannon goal, Ambrose walks Campbell Lennon, then Sadich, and either Wolf or Rosetto. I would think Wolf though, because you want to play Sadich. Rosetto is probably still injured. No, now luck, he's probably injured. And then Wolf. Then you've got at least somebody who is. Has some experience with the team in a match setting. <laughs> so, I mean, and then I've actually got a 4 2 3 1. So, Sadich and Wolf at the back, and then Chol, Marino, uh, and either Lopez, and well, that's it, Chol, Marino, Lopez in the, in the mid three, and then Joseph up top. I think I've Lopez got- is probably the more likely start over Conway, personally. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to see how Joseph and Conway play together, whether they can, um, whether they Alec can. But, you know, you see Joseph dropping back a little bit more, trying to, you know, playing that sort of false nine role, trying to link up play. Um, and maybe that gives Conway a chance to to push forward. So maybe at that point, well, maybe if you do this, if you put Moreno on the wing, which... It's not the greatest. Put Joseph in the middle, Chol on the right, and Conway up top. That's probably not going to happen, but you could see something like ha- that happen during the the uh, the the game. Yeah, uh, Parceros United. Are we still blaming Heinze for results? I may have missed when y'all discussed that. Uh, we actually still blame Pitty Martinez. Yeah, it's a it is, rolls it, over. Is is Ron just trolling us? Have we been blaming Heinze for results? <laughs> I think. Well, Kevin says Heinze out like every podcast, <laughs> and so, and we. I feel like we need to stop prefacing that he's joking. Like, <laughs> it's not real. 
Um, Chaz, Chaz, oh. I I have a much less probably probably not the right lineup, but I like it. I like my lineup. I think I can win with this in FIFA. Um, I don't know. I got a flat four four two. Got Ambrose, um, Campbell, Walks, Hernandez, and then uh, up above that, Chol, Moreno, Sadich, Lennon, and then Joseph and Conway. You guys got all the parts and pieces there. I think it's going to be some combination of those. You know, honestly, I think I would be more concerned about the combination between Chol and Joseph than I would be of Conway and Joseph. Chol has tended to play a little further up on the field and test those back lines and try to, you know, especially not so much against Nashville, but the week prior, he was consistently, you know, trying to push aggressively. He had a couple of offside calls as a result of that. If he's doing what Joseph wants to do, I could see them starting to get in each other's way more so than Conway naturally playing a little bit more back and being able to distribute to Joseph. So just my thoughts. Dan, we got four minutes for the Dan load. Is that enough time for the Dan load? I don't, from what I hear, he doesn't need that long. (laughs) With four minutes, you get four kids. (laughs) Four minutes, you get two downloads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, England's still lost. Um, Yeah, so New England, the number one in the East on 24 points. Last five games, they have... Well, they went on a tear eight games ago, winning five in a row against Columbus, the hated Red Bulls, Cincinnati, New York City, Red Bulls, and then they lost to FC Dallas, which is bizarre, because FC Dallas have been complete. I mean, they've not been great. They've had awful results. So that was a surprise. Um, Then they drew with Columbus Crew, and then they lost to Toronto at home, which was very bizarre because Toronto were coming off that 7-1 loss from D.C. United. However, I think Jefferson Soltaldo scored the first goal for Toronto in that game, and it was just a complete error on, I think it was Knighton, who was the goalkeeper. He basically got a pass back to him, we're headed back. He went down to uh, either pick it up or control it, and Soltaldo just picked his pocket and just banged it in. So it was a it was a very fluky goal. Um, and they scored three goals in the first twenty five minutes. I think they just kept on pl- applying the pressure, unlike England, and was able to get three goals. And then in the second half, um, New England just came back and got two. They almost got back to three, but uh, they couldn't. Just it was too. Too big of a hill to climb. So this is going to be... I, I'm glad that we're playing New England at home. We do pretty good uh, against New England at home. I mean, I, I every now and then I'll watch that 7-0 thrashing that they gave them. I think Yamila Stard scored the fifth or sixth goal. And even after that, at that point in time, he was still like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> he was just loving life. Um. Tactically, New England, they love a counterattack and aerial duels. Those are their two very strong points. Um, They're strong attacking pieces, shooting from direct free kicks, attacking down the wings. 
creating chances, using three balls, finishing scoring chances, coming back from losing positions, creating scoring chances and defending set pieces. So, I mean, there's a lot they do right. Um, I mean, like we said earlier, Carlos Hill and uh, Gustavo Bo. I mean, those those two guys have been playing lights out. Um, I think Carlos Hill just signed his um, contract extension with New England. Um, some weaknesses. So obviously keeping possession of the ball, but that's fine. We will just keep possession of the ball, but that hasn't stopped teams in the past. Um, stopping opponents from creating chances. Yep, we're not great at creating chances. Protecting a lead. Um, up until recently, I guess we've had a couple of games this season where we've come from behind, you know, uh, at Seattle. That was a good one. And uh, against Nashville as well. Um, I don't think we've talked enough about Jackson Conway's header where he would just fade it away and then was able to to put it back in the net from, um, I think it was, was it Moreno's corner or Lennon's corner? Either way, doesn't matter. Uh, defending against long shots, we don't have any many of those anyway. And avoiding individual errors, which um, was interesting because I just cited an individual error, but Thank God McTurner's not going to be there, though the way things seem to go for Atlanta United is it doesn't matter who's in goal, whether they have... Um, if, in fact, the the weaker goalkeepers seem to have better performances against us, which is, is really annoying, just like when the Falcons are at home and we have a, we're coming up against like a rookie QB or a bad QB they always have like the game of their careers, which is really frustrating. I would present to you Geno Smith when Rex Ryan outcoached Mike Smith in the Georgia Dome. Um, so New England like to control the game in the opposition's half, like to attempt crosses, they're non-aggressive. Yeah, we'll see how non-aggressive they are. Uh, Milan's the most fouled team, as we know, though Barco. So they'll probably just be fouling Moreno. Um, and opponents play aggressively against them. I think... I think Sadich could be a really interesting guy in this lineup against New England. Um, I have heard that Sadich is more of a technical ball player. Um, he didn't get as many minutes with Montreal impact than we would have liked, but I think he's a legit good player uh, who would provide a good depth, depth piece because of his technical skill. And he's a really good passer of the ball. So that's obviously someone who are infallible front office is going to be looking for to, to get a really good deal on. Um, I don't know. One, one, go with a one, 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 one. I will say I had the score prediction correct for the England game, just the wrong orientation, but you guys both picked up a point with England's win. Hmm. Uh, Tim, wait, what are you talking about? Whenever we did score predictions for the England Denmark game, and I oh, said yeah. we won Denmark, yeah. Oh, uh, what did we fight. pick for Nashville? Uh, Nashville, Tim had 2 0 Nashville, Dan had 2 0 Nashville, I had 2 1 Nashville with Chol goal, yeah. Chol goal, Chol goal. Uh, Tim, I'll go ahead and say mine. I think, uh, Atlanta has avoided a somehow avoided a major blow up game and i think this is the game that it happens in and i think it's going to be 4-1 new england 
Okay. With so, Moreno scoring. Okay, so two weeks. Full two one? Two, two weeks out of losing three nil to Chicago. Okay, great. Um, because three <laughs> three still, three nil's not major enough for you for uh, us to no, lose. I think it's gonna be way worse. Okay, cool. I think it's gonna be way worse. I think we get a, way, a Jackson. Way worse. Way worse. No, yeah. way worse. It's way worse. Way worse. I say Jackson Conway gets a hat trick and we win three one. <laughs> oh shit. And then and then Joseph goes and takes a sharpie and he draws flames where the uh on the side of Conway's head where the Well, mo- the good news is we have all results covered in our predictions between a New England win, an Atlanta win, and a draw. So somebody is going to pick up points this week, which is nice. Wow. Um Whoa, you think we're gonna lose four one? Yeah, I do. I mean, if if we if that happens, I'm just gonna have to delete my. I think account. that it's, it's gonna be a bloodbath out there. Richard Atlanta Gordon, got, Atlanta, uh, one of those offside calls on um, Mukhtar, he was pretty far offside, but the other ones were pretty damn close, and that game could have easily been four two this past weekend. I think, like, I don't think that that game was as close as the score said it was. And I think that New England's a better team. Against, I'm sorry, against Nashville? You don't think it was as close? Interesting. You're going to go over the predictions in the trap, Kevin? Uh, Yeah. So, uh, Elliot Beaven, Atlanta 2-1, Con scores, can scores. Uh, Kendrick Brock 3-1, Atlanta Jackson Conway with the hat trick as well. Uh, Brittany S, 2-1 Atlanta in just 100. 2-1 Kubo scores with his hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs coach Steve, Tim is drunk. Um, Richard Gordon, 1-0 Atlanta on a PK. Uh, Kendrick Brock justifiably saying that Tim is just copying him. Um, Chaz Bogan, New England is going to Brazil us. Um Max plays games. Revs might still be salty about that seven goal match a few years ago. Uh, Chiefs coach Steve, two nil bad guys. Um, and one last comment from Max plays games. If Jackson Conway gets a hat trick and we beat the Revs, I'll finally get my Atlanta United tattoo. Yeah, well, Kelly Francis said 18 months ago she was going to get a tattoo. I'm sick of these stupid Little things. It's like, if this happens, I'm going to do this. And a ball's over here saying, I'm going to dye my hair blonde. And he does it every six months anyway. Nobody cares. Just dye it blonde, dude. Just keep it blonde. What does it matter? Just keep it blonde. We know you want to dye it blonde, Annie. Just dye it blonde, bro. <laughs> Speaking of which, he got, he got his Twitter account taken away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what's Max's tattoo going to be of Jackson Conway? That's going to be the Home Before Dark logo. If it happens, <laughs> you have to get I the mean... Home Before Dark logo. <laughs> that's a fucking, that's a fucking bet, my friend. If it, if Jackson Conway scores a hat trick and Atlanta wins, it's a Home Before Dark tattoo. <laughs> Surely Max is not <laughs> stupid enough to go for that. In the trap, he's saying, hmm. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> okay, he said, uh, all right, sounds good. Okay, so he's in. He's in. So Jackson Conway, you heard it first. Scores a hat trick. I'm oh sorry. Oh, my God, if this happens, Man, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, and, I bet- and it has to be done by the three of us. <laughs> Oh, you no, know, man. No, 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 no. I'm out. No, I'm that's... out. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm out. Uh, I'm out. I don't uh, want to be sued for blood I like poisoning. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Max, if you if you got that done and tweeted it at Jackson Conway, you know you would get some screen time with that. <laughs> Joke's on you. He's not starting. <laughs> Conway's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, but what if I got Heinze? I need a translator. <laughs> I need to let Heinze know of this deal. All right, all right. No, that sounds good. Um, anything else, guys? Um, check out Smoke Wagon Bourbon if you haven't. Kev, have you tried the Smoke Wagon? I haven't. Quit talking yeah, about you your should... Smoke Wagon, Dan. You would uh, you would really enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's uh, smooth. It's not so harsh. I've seen it around for a fair few amount of places. About forty bucks, so it's not that bad. I'd say it's like it's like Eagle Rare in terms of the smoothness, but it's mm-hmm. more of like a caramel toffee sort of flavor. Okay. I've got a um I got a bottle of Elijah Craig toasted coming into town. Mm. I'm excited to try. So So did you ever try your 18 year Elijah Craig? And was it just like sex? You'll have to come over and try it. We'll do the we'll do the full thing. We'll pour regular Elijah <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming that was for sex and no, we'll have yeah, Elijah exactly. Craig. We're gonna do okay. the full thing, dude. Just to verify, you, you know. Yeah. No, Trust we're doing the whole thing, just go with it. I wanna know what my options are. Yeah. You made the bet. Now you've got to do it. Right. So, <laughs> that's dims the rules. So you come over and we'll do the whole thing. please clip that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, yeah, come funny over, story. we'll do the whole thing. When uh, I I would had probably so I met Kevin at this. Somebody just signed off of same, AIM? I don't know. We met Kevin at this um we met Kevin. I met Kevin at the first job I had in Atlanta. And we started on the same day and we ended up going to get lunch together. And I think it was the first time I drove in his car. So I'd probably known him for like three or four weeks in a professional setting. And we're about to get on the elevator and Kevin said, I'm driving. So you get roadhead. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Checks out. (laughs) But I mean, he always has Maroon 5 playing in his car every single time. That's the mood, man. That's Gets it. the people the going. <laughs> Give the people what they want, Dan. I need a payphone. Kendrick says, just like sex for Dan means it only lasts 30 seconds. Hey, you've got no basis for that. <laughs> I said it lasted two minutes earlier. Ago. earlier. He All still right. has the rule. Oh, the roadhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Maroon 5. <laughs> the Maroon 5, yeah. Um, all right, you can find us all on Twitter collectively. Try to try to guess who's tweeting and when. Um, at home before dark, that's before spelled B and the number four. Each one of us on separate yet different yet the same platforms. 
Tim Instagram. Where are you at? You can find me at my name, Tim Herb. But you guys can also find me. I got accepted to the Candler Park Fall Fest. So I'm going to be doing a, I'm going to have a woodworking booth out at Candler Park Fall Fest for those two days in October. So those of you guys who are local, I know we've still got plenty of time to pump it up, but come, uh, come make plans to come see us. Dan, what about you? Uh, you can find me at DNJMS on Twitter, uh, or you can uh, come ride the uh, old bicycle bike with me on Peloton at, to the power of Dan. Come ride the smoke wagon with Dan. Come ride the smoke wagon. <laughs> come ride Dan's smoke wagon at the power of Dan. <laughs> uh, find me on Instagram at the architect. That's at the underscore ARC number one T-E-C-T. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. However you found us on YouTube, um, iTunes, whatever podcatcher you listen to. Thank you so much. Be sure to like, subscribe leave a rating or review, and most of all, please tell a friend. We'll see you next time. As always, be home before dark.